0: Machute Mate recognizes the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and any indigenous elders of other communities who may be listening today. We stand in solidarity in their struggle towards the colonization and land back. <music> Buena mi gente, what is good? Machete Mate back with our weekly current events episode. I'm Leroy, coming to you from Australia, where, nice. Australia is Australia, Queensland had a state election yesterday in which fascists and Ronald McDonald look alike, Pauline Hanson's One Nation Party absolutely collapsed. Pretty big deal, considering Queensland is the party's entire fucking base, because Queensland is a den of fucking fascists. So think if you mix Florida and Texas into one fucking state,
1: that, Jesus that, that, that's what
0: Queensland is, man. Crocodiles and everything. The hell? Yeah, it's terrible. Pretty fucking shit. Um, but it's sunny and warm, and the Sunshine State. So I'm just mad at at the weather. Anyway, big day for Labor, which got reelected because they were the ruling party in government, and the Greens. Um, big day for the Greens, which continued to low key grow their influence in Australian politics. Um, I guess kind of big day for the left, kind of sort of, but um, considering they're both still capitalist, neoliberal fucking parties. But hey, it's better than one nation. Um, anyway, as usual, joined by Austin, who participated in a really, really dope DSA panel on, quote, self-determination of PR.
1: Was good, Austin? What up, what up? Good to talk to you again, Leroy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Always. You you already know. And T, who featured on Midwest Socialist Podcast this week to talk U.S. election and the ramifications for Latin America and the diaspora. Pretty dope episode. What's good, T?
2: How goes it, everyone? Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, Definitely check out those two things, the panels floating around on Twitter. Um, look up Midwest um, Socialist, good, good comrade and friend of the show. So definitely check that shit out. Um, but yeah, so we're in the home stretch of the U.S. election and the sham referendum in Puerto Rico. So lots to talk about. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs>
0: that's that's right that's right but first before we get into it in argentina police violently evicted families occupying a private field leaving them without shelter and poverty during the pandemic so apparently the provincial government was trying to figure something out of how to help these people out couldn't come to an agreement so of course police came in with fucking bulldozers and bulldozed their entire encampments and shit weren't bothering anybody we're just trying to live in peace away from society away from um the pandemic in poverty, You know what I mean? Do something about their homelessness, and then we won't have to be in this fucking situation. Um, also, in an act of piracy, and not the good kind, the U.S. says that they sold a shit ton of oil that they, quote, looted to use their language that was traveling between Iran and Venezuela. Fucking piracy Ooh. in the high seas. Exactly. And solidarity with the people of El Salvador, who are seeing catastrophic landslides um, in, in light of storms and rain all that stuff so so heartfelt solidarity out to the people out there fine fine people of salvador love y'all um but yeah so today we're talking about the major things right so we're going to be talking about following up yeah. the um ramifications and the i guess the blowback and fallout from the bolivia from masses demolishing victory in the in the election um the fallout and i guess the reaction to the chile referendum that that um won by a landslide um as as we as we mentioned before, and we'll probably talk about like what our view of what that should look like will be. And of course, we'll be talking about our last predictions, which are always wrong. And I have my prediction, <laughs> which I hope which I hope I'm wrong about, um, in the US election and the um Puerto Rico referendum. So we'll tie those two things because there's a lot of layover over that. But yeah, so we'll we'll get straight into it. We'll probably start with Bolivia and Chile. We'll talk about that and leaves a, a good chunk of time to talk about US and Puerto Rico. So as predicted um fash are going to fash so a lot of these these civic committees that are already set up in in Bolivia under the under the leadership of Camacho and others have been sending their goons out to attack you know everyday people and i want to make something clear as well cuz people could not come back on both sides this it goes oh but you know they were blocking roads leading up to the election blah 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 this is fucking different cuz when the when the social movements when the good guys when the mass supporters when the indigenous movements were protesting they were blocking they were blocking trade they were blocking these things and letting you know vital things pass through they weren't attacking people these motherfuckers are just attacking randoms anyone they anyone they deem to be a supporter of the newly elected government are being fucking attacked
2: i mean just what's funny about that too is that based on what i've seen the numbers of these reactionary elements that are trying to do their own version of the blockades that are engaging in indiscriminate violence, uh, much like reactionaries do in the United States and elsewhere, the numbers are pitiful compared to, you know, the great blockades that the uh, people of Bolivia uh, established over, you know, over the course of the last year. uh, You know, those were actual popular uprisings. These reactionary demonstrations are just a, a pathetic pale imitation of what we saw
1: yeah definitely and just like you said Leroy I find it hilarious how when Moss was doing roadblocks media coverage seemed to have a a little bit of a different perspective right but now when you've got these right-wing gangs doing roadblocks. And like you said, attacking randos, media coverage of it seems to be a, a little bit different, at least the media coverage that I've been seeing, right? Unless it's like explicitly leftist media or like Telesur or something like that, right? For the most part, I don't see a lot of people saying, oh, but the pandemic and oh my God, it's unacceptable to be doing roadblocks right now. This, These are anti-democratic, blah, blah, blah. Fuck, I've seen, like, it's amazing. The right wing, they're shameless. And yet they, they don't know what to do with themselves with the fact that Moss fucking washed them in these elections. They're still trying to say that there was fraud. Yeah. Motherfuckers, you were in power. Who did the fraud? You guys? <laughs> well, you tried to do fraud and it didn't work? Is that the <laughs> issue? Right? It's, it's, it's Yeah, it's remarkable to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we can't overemphasize the fact that they're literally going around beating up random people. And I think we mentioned last week that even Camacho's party, Camacho had to release a statement apologizing to like the Mesa friendly voters that, oh, oh sorry. You know. Yeah, like he's like, oh, get look, you know, sorry for what happened. They didn't apologize for actually beating people up for that sort of call to beat people up, but just because they were beating up the wrong people. And also, a lot of these motherfuckers as well are marching, chanting, you know, um, Asking for a military, you know, coup, essentially. So they're marching to like army barracks. they're you? they're oh they're, kneeling do they're kneeling down. they're kneeling down and weaponizing you? their like evangelical Christianity and asking and praying for a military coup against the quote unquote, savage majority that just fucking won a fucking election.
1: bro, this is why, oh man, this is why following events in Latin America, Being in in touch with Latin American history, it's frustrating, man. Right? Because you see moments like this where the the right wing goes full mask off and says, "No, of course we don't give a flying fuck about democracy." They just say it openly, and yet we three know we've you know followed Latin American news events enough. We literally know we're gonna have this exact same conversation the next time a leftist country has like issues. And well, no, man, I saw no. They're actually social democrats. No, they're not. They're not. Holy shit. How many times do you have to see this story unfold to realize that, okay, maybe they are doing this in bad faith and are just trying to sabotage left wing governments just for you know, just because they're assholes? And I you know, it's it's truly it's remarkable to me. The, just the, the balls on these motherfuckers, right? You know the 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 complaints and the criticisms that Avo and the Moss government received, and that you know U.S. liberal media ate up, might I add. Um, and now you know the the Bolivian right wing nakedly calling for a military coup. Man, this is why we all said, and I, like I think I tweeted something to the effect of, you know, I'm not declaring victory. Until I see Arce wearing the presidential sash, which that November 8th, I'm going to be counting down the motherfucking days. You know, Don't get me wrong. I am not saying, oh my God, people are calling for a coup. That means a coup, a military coup is going to happen. I sure as shit don't rule it out. If there's people literally calling for it, you don't think the generals right now are weighing the positives and negatives of a military coup? They absolutely are. They absolutely are. Will they actually
2: do it? Who the fuck knows? I guess we'll find out in a week. It's forcing that one of those important questions that needs to be addressed, which is the coming confrontation with the military. That's just a fact. This new incoming Moss government, both the executive and the legislature, is going to have to uh, have a, a showdown, essentially, with the traitorous elements in the military and the reactionary elements in the bureaucracy, right? So if people are calling for... Uh, you know, reactionaries and conservatives are calling for a coup. Um, it's it's going to force that issue. Now, the numbers, though, that I've seen for like these people who are explicitly saying, "Hey, military, come do it, do it, old school," is small, though, right? Like I haven't seen like that. That's it's not catching on. The support for this new, you know, election was was so overwhelming.
1: It, it, real quick, just to answer that. The right wing has never had a popular mandate. So they'll <laughs> so yeah, they're gonna be it's small and it's gonna stay small. Yeah, absolutely. And if 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 I'm not mistaken,
0: MAS hasn't said anything about the military about the military, positive or negative. Hasn't been part of the conversation. It didn't run on any notion of military bad or good. But for right. whatever reason, one of the main generals I think that's stationed in Santa Cruz felt the need to come out and put out this commercial warning Mas that, you know, our institutions will be respected, you will not affect us, whatever, which is kind of scary considering that Mas hasn't mentioned the military at fucking all.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely disturbing. I think I saw Telesor's uh, Camila Escalante, who's brilliant and all you people should be following, um, say something to the effect of the Bolivian coup that started last year, right? It's not done. Mas won the election, but it ain't done. You know, there's still work to be done. This story is not over. And here's the thing: we would be extremely remiss if we did not mention that these motherfucking <laughs> conquistador fascist Nazi fucks. Yep, they literally beat Orlando Gutierrez to death. Right. That's, yeah, or, that's right. That's right.
2: Rest in power, brother. Okay, thank Absolutely. you for stealing my
1: line. Um, just kidding. Uh, no, yeah, Orlando Gutierrez, who became, who was like who went viral on Twitter and like was the most (laughs) like he always had his fucking hard hat on. He was always with the fucking Coca in his mouth. Oh man. Like that is as Bolivian as it gets. Right. He was almost like one of those people that became like the face of like the the movement to bring Moss to power and they beat him to death. They beat him to death. He was a rising star in the party. It's astonishing to me how that story, it just kind of happened. That's crazy. If fucking Luis Fernando Camacho was beaten to death by MAS supporters, you think that story would just go by in a week? Fuck no. That'd be a a major, major story.
2: And what did he he do for a living? Yeah, he was a rising star in the party, but he also did something else. And it's a testament to uh, what Bolivia is about and how advanced their movements are. What did he do?
1: He was a union man.
2: So he he was a part of the uh like uh Bolivia's uh really militant and uh strong labor movement. He was
1: a part of the COB, right? The general Bolivian uh, work what the fuck does that stand for? The Bolivian Workers Union, some shit like that, right? Yeah. Um and they put out a statement. They were one of the only groups that I saw like at the time really firmly like say no, we demanded an investigation into his death. And it's, I don't know, man, that me personally. And obviously all three of us that fucked me up when I saw yeah. that shit happen. Yeah. When I, when I saw, Oh, Orlando Gutierrez, he suddenly dead. I was just kind of like,
2: what? he was young. What? Yeah. That, like I saw that. I was kind of, I saw, I saw that. I was kind of confused because it's like, dude was young. Yeah. yeah
1: I was just kind of like, what? And then when it was revealed that, Oh yeah, he was in the hospital. He had, he finally succumbed to injuries from being attacked by a mob. So he was beaten to death by Nazis. Let's call it what it is. He was beaten to death by Nazis. Right. We've had our discussions about like what
0: fascism actually looks like in our hemisphere, like in the Americas, whatever, Mm -hmm. and sort of trying to get away from like this Nazi sort of imagery of what fascism is supposed to look like. But in saying that, a lot of these quote unquote civic committees, civic unions, or whatever, are fucking Nazis. They literally do fucking Nazi salutes. They have their swastika esque sort of logos and shit and these motherfuckers are white supremacists in the classic sense that we get taught in school and it's funny just going back to um leno gutierrez like i remember seeing the tweet or seeing the news that he had died i thought it was i don't know he had a heart attack that of natural causes and then i read that he, this motherfucker literally got beat to fucking death it's disgusting and what's interesting just to rewind a little bit what's really interesting to me is that a lot of the people in the coup government are starting to like cover their ass and wash their hands because Anya's has released how many statements about like, yeah, you know, we're going to, res- you know, we disagree, but it was oh, a fair election. Fuck. It was a fair election. So we we recognize it. We just hope that they live up to their democratic mandate and blah, 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 blah.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's funny. I, I I think we, you know, I, we, I said this last week, which was, you know, I expected uh, as soon as, Añez sacked Arturo Murillo, right, the Secretary of the Interior, I was positive there was a full-blown ass-covering coming, but, <laughs> dude, I, I don't fucking know. Like you said, Leroy, they, there's clearly, like, attempts to do, like, a little bit of ass-covering, but with, oh, man, with the boldness, I'm really, I am profoundly disturbed by how by some of the rhetoric among some of the Bolivian right wing literally calling yeah. for a military coup they're literally calling for a military junta they're literally saying no we just got to get a fucking enabling act in here and get rid of all these fucking indios like that's essentially what they are getting at um and it's uh it's it's very disturbing and it's important to to be mindful of what what could come next
2: i'm just curious is like mm-hmm. what's the likelihood of that you know because this vote was so overwhelming like moss has a mandate Right now. Moss has a mandate. I am curious as to what it would look like. How, how does this cause this would be this would precipitate just a full breakdown of the Bolivian state if the military broke real hard against this incoming Moss government that has a mandate, right? Full repudiation of that point of view, and yet the military really comes out against them. I'm. That would be a catastrophe, and I'm curious as to how that would look. I don't know if there's enough popular support with the military, with, you know, these, I guess, the, the, the more trigger-happy members of the military. I don't think there is, they'd have enough guts to do it because of the overwhelming support of the Moss, because they're, the numbers are too big.
0: Yeah, but we have to remember as well, Brazil's right there. Like, documents came out recently that Brazil had a hand in last year's coup. And traditionally, uh. a, a lot of those military coups back in the 60s and 70s in Bolivia were fed, were, were were they were trained in Brazil. Brazil had their fingers in all this shit. So we have to see where Brazil stand, the influence they have in all this shit. Um but also just to rewind a little bit, just not, not to get conspiratorial, but like, I think what this shows me, Añez is sort of wishy-washy, you know, sort of getting rid of Murillo, trying to um, uh, wash your hands of it, but then rehiring him, releasing these documents, shows, uh, tells me that she was never the power there. She was just a sort of a figurehead, the face, and there's, not to not to use, you know, American lingo, whatever, there's some sort of deep state, which is probably like the military deep right-wing factions or whatever, who are actually going to, if anything's going to happen, those are going to be the guys behind everything
2: her career in politics is finished. Yeah. She's done now. Yeah, as absolutely. as soon as you know she I would be surprised if we hear much from her in a month. She's going to Miami. She's going into she's done. She's finished. We I'm curious as to what the configuration of 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 the right wing opposition looks like now because it's not going to be a yes. She was entirely a character of this last year, the the coup, the year of the coup. Yeah, to try
1: and uh, maybe glue a, a few of the points you've just made uh, together here, and then hopefully we can talk about uh, things that are exciting, like Chile. Which holy fuck, we should be playing party music right now. Right, but um, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, to try and marry uh, these points, like I said, um, I think that I think that just like you said, Leroy, we got to think about who these generals are, and to go to your point T of like, uh, you know, Moss has a mandate. Is it? possible or or would they have the balls so to speak to just outright coup them and say I don't give a fuck. These motherfuckers are school of the Americas trained. They're literally trained to rip heads off and torture people. Exactly. They're, literally. Like, yeah, literally. Uh like the and Leroy, you mentioned Brazil. You don't think the general of the Bolivian army has like a fucking direct line to the general of Brazil who's literally telling him, "Why don't you just fucking get rid of them all?" That's yeah. literally happening right now. Yeah. I guarantee it. And I think that's I do agree with your point, though, T, that the, the the just the mandate that Moss got makes it extraordinarily difficult for the military to pull off a coup. But I sure as shit don't rule it out. It wouldn't be the first time. Right. And, you you know, you were kind of asking, like, what the fuck would that even look like? Right. Well, I go back to what we said two weeks ago to me, Guatemala. It has echoes of Guatemala. If there's just a straight up military coup against a large indigenous population that does not want that shit it'll be fucked up ethnic cleansing.
2: I honestly believe that if the mil- if it happens, the what the immediate steps if the military go- comes out hard against Moss, total, you know, a second harsher coup. I think number 1, the blockades would go up again, and I think you could be conceivably looking at a general strike of the entire country. You would see civil strife In the continent that we haven't seen for a very, very long time. And it would be a showdown to that would have reverberations not only across the region, but across the world.
1: And I think before we go away from this real quick, I think that's exactly what somebody like Luis Fernando Camacho wants. Because yeah. that is the excuse to fucking go open house, open season, right? Okay. Oh, really? You're going to set up road blockades? Let's get rid of these motherfuckers. As if the the right in Latin America is not literally known for massacring enti- entire villages, right? Throughout Central America, Guatemala, El Salvador, Peru, Colombia. You know, it would it be that surprising to see them do it again in another country, right? I mean, I I just... I d- will never underestimate the absolute depravity of the right wing in Latin America. Yeah, and bring it back to what you mentioned about the School of America. Is one thing that we again we can't
0: over overstate is that when we talk about clearing villages and ethnic cleansing, we're talking about literally. Like if you look at. genocides in 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 guatemala colombia across all of latin america you had motherfuckers coming in literally raping people burning people alive dismembering people burning fucking everything it's brutal and i'm not exaggerating this shit is legit like there's declassified cia like documents about this
1: shit and why did they massacre whole villages because it was merely assumed if you're indigenous oh you're a fucking communist yeah. Oh, it's the whole village of indigenous people. They're all communists. Get fucking rid of them. It'd be the same shit in Bolivia. Even if it's a fucking neutral or sympathetic village, ah, fucking Indios, communists, get fucking rid of all of them, right? I forgot who it was, but there was a quote. Um, someone said that
0: you can be you can be communist without even knowing you're a communist. So basically, <laughs> it isn't like an ideology that you learn about Like just by existing in a certain way, by having a certain identity, by being indigenous, like you say, by living in a certain area you're automatically labeled a communist.
2: And that's, that in itself is a fucking sin for these people. How does Venezuela and Argentina react to a situation like this that you're outlining where you're describing Bolivia descending into a civil war on the scale of Guatemala, which again had whole-scale genocides as you both laid out? What does Venezuela and Argentina do? And, and not just them, but Mexico and possibly Cuba? Who knows? The United States, domestic interests in the United States. I mean this. This is what I mean when I say that such a conflict in Bolivia would would be earth shattering.
1: Yeah. I, I and God, we really got to talk about Chile. I would say yeah. well, what happened in the last year, right? What happened in the last year? I feel like it would play out very similarly. Once again, Venezuela is far too weak to actually intervene in some way to actually help Bolivia. I think Argentina and to a certain extent Mexico, they'd harbor refugees, right? I think that's what they do. I think that'd be about it, right? I think it would be exactly what you've seen in the last year. Have people not died in the last year, right? You know, have there been not, you know, massive civil strife in the last year? I really think, to that if the right wing started massacring villages in Bolivia... New York Times isn't going to give a fuck. National media is not going to look at this like, oh my god, it's going to be us on this fucking podcast and maybe a few other people, you know, in English language media saying, "Wow, look at this thing that's going on," while everybody else fucking ignores it because that's happened again, you know, t- countless times. And anyway, holy fuck, we got to talk about Chile at some point.
2: I know, but you're describing a scale of violence considerably uh, degrees of magnitude considerably higher. Uh, than what we've seen in the last year. Yes, there's been violence. What did we just talk about? Uh, We just talked about the assassination, right? But you're describing, again, a scale of death that is genocidal. That's going to have reverberations. Bolivia, you know, Guatemala is not Bolivia. Bolivia is not Guatemala. It's it's going to have... it, It would be different, I would say. And I don't know if, you know, the... I don't know if the civil strife will fall there. Real
1: quick, bro, look at Iran-Contra. Can you think of something more impossibly evil and worse than that? Literally a Republican presidency selling arms to Iran to kill nuns in Nicaragua. What, did Reagan get impeached? Did anybody give a fuck, right? No, right? And I think it would be similar in Bolivia. Like, would we care? Yeah, sure. Is anybody going to actually, would anybody actually intervene to stop it? I don't think so. I really don't. But Bolivia Bolivia
2: is not Guatemala. They're they're different. I think I mean, if we had this degree of violence in Bolivia, it would have it would be much more of an earthquake.
1: I'm literally going to check this right now, but I think Guatemala has a higher if not equal population to Bolivia right? Guatemala's looking
0: really big. Like you don't realize, but Guatemala is the biggest country in Central America. And just quickly on the note of Guatemala, what we need to understand is that it was a civil war that lasted like fucking 30 years. So we need to look at it in its totality. You know what I mean? So
2: even longer, right?
0: Yeah. Some shit
2: from the fifties through the eighties.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was ridiculous. So we got to, I guess one of the questions is. Is that where we're gonna see in Bolivia that this shit's gonna pop off now and we're gonna they're gonna be in civil war forever? Or is it gonna be sort of a Indonesia style clearing of everybody and then like institute like they're fucking right wing fascist? But for me, just going back a little bit to like what's gonna happen in the region, for me it's still it's it's still about Brazil, seeing what Brazil does. Because remember, this militarism, this right wing fascism is at the core of brazilian society so i've for for, like when it comes to the region i want to see how they react because i don't have huge ramifications and ripple effect throughout the region
1: okay yeah and this is the last thing i'm going to say on this okay this is the last thing i'm going to say on this you say guatemala is not bolivia totally definitely matter of fact guatemala has a higher population than bolivia right bolivia at least right now is about 11 million people guatemala 17 million right the seat of the maya you would think the seat of the maya getting systemically ethnically cleansed would be something that people would care about right but nobody fucking did right or at least nobody intervened right you know and i think leroy you make a you make the best point which is it could be a 450 year struggle and that's exactly why i say guatemala It's not going to be like okay, where the Hutus coming in, the fucking Tutsi cockroaches we're getting rid of them. No man, it could be a fifty year prolonged struggle. Where oh okay, you know, you know, like, like we mentioned two weeks ago, fucking uh, Efrain Rios Montt is considered the fucking genocidal dude in Guatemala. He's not even the one that took power in a military coup. He was president like twenty fucking years later, right? That could easily be it. Military coup now. Okay, the world's watching you let's wait 20 years and now we're massacring motherfuckers, right? Something like that. Any fucking yeah. way. Enough of this depressing shit. Let's talk about Chile. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, just getting straight
0: into Chile, where I, mean, I think we predicted it. I think I was talking about it last week that it was it was um it was it was gonna pass and it, it passed overwhelmingly. I think it passed with like 78%. I'm talking about the referendum for the new um constitution to basically rip up the Pinochet era constitution, passed with 78 um percent. It also passed that um, they're going to do direct elections of constituents for a constituent assembly. Mm-hmm. So those are the two options. Directly electing constituents to be part of the assembly or having like a mixed assembly. So actually having um, sitting members of parliament in the process, which would be fucking stupid because a lot of the people in parliament are still Pinochet holdover. So it kind of make everything irrelevant. Um, but yes, yeah, so going-
2: politicians get fucked
0: Exactly. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so what are we thinking going forward? Like what do we what do we want this to look like? What do we reckon? What do we think it is gonna look like compared to how we want it to look like?
1: So first I'd like to pour one out and take a big old dump on Pinochet's grave. <laughs> yep. Guess what, motherfucker? That's always a good day for that. Yeah, man, it's time to celebrate. This is massively, massively important what the Chilean people have just done. Just quickly, like, before you get into it, like,
0: I did some background research on Pinochet and the whole thing. Apparently, after he died, his entire fucking family went to prison for, like, embezzlement and shit. Like, his wife, <laughs> right. his kids, their associates, like, the entire fucking uh, family's in prison for corruption and embezzlement. So, just, you know, salt in the wound, which is good.
1: Get fucked. Yeah, absolutely. Is fuck. Um, So, holy shit. Like I said, we should be playing fucking... Parade music. We should be fucking doing a whole Chilean party or some shit like that. Pueblo unido, What's, the jamás será vencido. What's the national dish of Chile? I'm about to Google that shit and make a bad version of it tomorrow. Um, <laughs> there you go, my man. Here, here we fucked up. We should have had Andrew on this episode. Which matter of fact, shout out to Andrew. Sure. Listen to last week's episode if you want more analysis on Chile. Um but here's the thing, going back to this, wow, it really cannot be under understated. How, Im, how huge this is, right? The Chilean, they they did it. I cannot stop marveling at how they got this done, right? They took a national, like, out of all the national uprisings that have happened in the world in the last 10 years, Has I mean, obviously remains to be seen and there's a lot more to be done, but Chile already has skyrocketed to near the top for me in effectiveness, right? simple demand. We want a new constitution. We want a new constitution. We will not leave the streets until we get a new constitution, right? And look what happened. They they went to a vote and it was a smashing, smashing success for the people, for the Chilean left. Like, wow, this is a massive win. The Pinochet era constitution, which is garbage, right? She goes out saying, I suppose, is literally going down in flames. And Leroy, you mentioned uh, off the podcast, you know, as good as this is, there's also a lot of questions, right? And we should be clear as well. And I know you mentioned this as well, Leroy. As far as the second half of the referendum, the people were very clear in having a straight up constitutional convention, right? They don't yeah. want the bullshit ass, con- uh, yeah. you know, um, uh, establishment Hell involved, right? Yeah. And there was even stories. There was reports of uh, of the people or, or the opposition parties in Congress saying no. No politicians are going to be a part of this constitutional convention, right? And not just that, there's also, they're also struggling right now to get uh, actual representation for indigenous groups and even Afro Chileans, right? Seats for the Mapuche, seats for the Aymara, seats for the Rapa Nui, you know? That's amazing. That's like, I am so interested to see where this process goes, you know? The people, they've got to keep up the momentum and they've been doing so, you know? We'll see how things go when the convention, uh, uh, I think that what is the delegates get voted in in April, I believe, and then we'll we'll see kind of how things begin to move from there. But wow, it's amazing times in Chile. Yeah, absolutely. And we can't
0: we can't go on without recognizing that this all started the, the process last year started by students by high school students. Yeah. Reacting to a hike in public um, public transportation costs, so it was the youth who rose up. And I think Austin, you're the one that um, you've said it before. Like this is what happens when you tie popular unrest with actual policy demands. Exactly. It's not it's not just a protest for the sake of protest, which is what sort of happened in Puerto Rico, right? Yep. Last year you had the the what I forgot what they call it, but the protests in the summer of 2019. We want to get rid of Ricky corruption, blah blah, which is great, but there wasn't anything sort of tied to that. But here you saw the protests. They demanded a structural change and they fucking got it.
1: Exactly. Unlike in Puerto Rico, where it just stopped with Ricky Renuncia and never went to you know, abolish La Junta, which in my opinion was the, the most logical next step, yep. but unfortunately we didn't see that happen. Um, the Chilean people did not just stop with Piñera or Renuncia. When Piñera said, no, I'm not going to resign. In fact, I'm going to shoot everybody's eyes out. What did they say? Exactly. said, okay, guess what, motherfucker? We're ripping up the fucking constitution. You know? you you had your chance now we're shaking this whole motherfucker up and it's amazing and it, and it really like I know people on the left look at Chile as like living in the shadow of Pinochet and like part of like the right wing in Latin America which is true absolutely Chile is part of you know t- traditionally the, the right wing in Latin America so it can't be like it's huge. To see them beginning to take this direction. And if I'm not mistaken, there's also presidential elections in Chile next year. Mm-hmm.
2: That's, legislative, yeah. legislative as well.
1: That's going to be huge, right? I know there were polls showing the Communist Party of Chile actually like polling pretty fucking well, like near the top, which it's still a year out. We'll see what the fuck happens. But damn, that's some crazy shit. Like it's, I, <laughs> it's amazing to me, truly amazing to me how Venezuela and all the struggles that have happened with Venezuela are typecasted as inherent to Chavismo or inherent to socialism, right? Or whatever the fuck. But Chile is in dire fucking straits. Nobody says it's Pinochet's fault. Nobody says, oh, you see, this is what happens when you have bullshit ass, you know, the brand of capitalism that was forced on the Chilean people, right? Even though that is quite literally what has happened, right? that is quite literally what has happened and it can't be it can't be uh understated enough how how big of a moment once again how big of a moment this is for chile
2: a really good sign is the is the fact that they're going full constitutional convention uh rather than allowing politicians to take part in it which yeah, is you know which is fantastic i am curious to see what they come up with i would not be surprised if we see something closer to what the Bolivians adopted uh, back in 2009 versus uh, what the Venezuelans did uh, you know several years earlier. I think we're gonna see something that's going to be shaped by contradictory sectional and you know social class uh, demands based in those uh, uh, based in those base social bases. We're going to see a lot of that. We'll see a contradictory document, more than likely. That would be my guess.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that's probably accurate. Um, I I I'd, I'd probably have to agree with that. Um, but I think, like we like we said last week, you know, it's one thing to agree that you need a new constitution. It's another thing entirely to agree what that constitution should be. So I think there's still there's still a lot to be um, to be fought for, to be accomplished here, right? We mentioned how in April, that's when the uh, Constituent Assembly elections are going to be. Then they got to convene the motherfucker. Then they got to decide what the fuck they're going to draft. Then they got to put that motherfucker to a referendum and vote on that. And they'll have presidential elections all around in the same time. So to me, this is just the fucking beginning. It's amazing. It's worth celebration. It's worth eating whatever the fuck you mentioned earlier, Leroy. I'm sorry. I don't know my Chilean cuisine. I apologize, Andrew, if you're listening to this, um, but it's <laughs> worth celebrating, and we should be celebrating this, and we should be shitting on Pinochet's grave today. So, no each one, sh-
0: one thousand percent, and T. I agree with you on um, what it's actually going to look like. It'll look something closer to Bolivia than Venezuela, except I doubt that they're going to they're going to add in the the plur the plur nationality to it, even though they should. Oh, because of course, of course, because, not. Chile is a plural national state with the Rapa Nui the Aymara the Quechua the uh, Mapuche they have Afro-Chileans they have all races everything I doubt that's going to happen but in terms of if we're going to put them on a scale it'll be closer to something Bolivia than Venezuela but that's um that's left to be seen but hopefully they can work the shit out and they they produce something great
2: Yeah um, I mean yeah it's it's just completely different Bolivia they're the political movements and traditions that have merged there in the last, you know, I guess 500 years uh exactly it's just it's just completely different so i mean it's of course they're not going to adopt the plurinational concept in chile if, if only because it really does come out of uh the the struggles in that part of the world are in you know in bolivia versus but but we'll see i think a, a contradictory document that that's where the similarities will be will come from
0: yeah i mean i pray they do but we gotta we gotta keep it real um anyway we'll move on so
1: u.s election y'all puerto rico election what are we thinking oh shit fuck yo straight up i'm just ready for this fucking thing to be over man (laughs) yeah holy shit the amount like i know everybody's been busting their asses on this shit like 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 you mentioned at the top, Leroy, you know, the panel that I helped out with today, like uh, there's another panel I did earlier this week. Like it's I am so fucking ready for this motherfucking election to just be over already. Right. It's it's (laughs) here's here's the sad part, though, people, or at least for me, what makes me fucking depressed. To me, my prediction and, you know, flesh this out once, you know, we get into it right You know, and this isn't even a hot take. This is a fucking freezing cold take, right? It's not even going to be over on Tuesday. It's not even going to be over on Tuesday. The most. Really? The most. No. The most optimistic of scenarios, in my opinion, has it over maybe, right? In at least fucking January, right? At least. But who the fuck knows, man? I would love. So, how the fuck do we want to do this first? USA first or Puerto Rico first? How the fuck are we going? Just so I know what, what, what to pontificate on. Let's the U.S. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I figured you'd enjoy that one. Um, so okay, y'all motherfuckers want me to go first, or you fuckers gonna go first? No.
2: Rolling, yeah. just keep rolling.
1: Just keep rolling. Okay, then I'll fucking roll, motherfucker. Um, <sighs> here's where I'm at. You heard it here first, folks. I'm just kidding. You've heard it here like for the 500th time. Yeah, I think Biden's gonna win. I do think Biden's gonna win. Do I think it's going to be a blowout? No, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be tight. It's a presidential election, right? I think it is going to be tight. Here's if we want to get super into the nerd shit. Okay? Super into the nerd shit. Here's my prediction. And if you fuckers copy it, fuck you. You can't take my (laughs) prediction. That's why I'm going first. Okay, so Biden will not win any states south of Virginia. I don't think he's going to win North Carolina. I don't think he's going to win Georgia, and I don't think he's going to win Florida personally, right? I think the voter suppression is too strong in those states, right? He's not going to win any of the states south of Virginia. Here's what he is going to win. <laughs> Biden will take back Michigan, right? Biden will win Arizona, right? It'd be a shocking victory, right? Right? He'll win it though. And to me, fundamentally the most important state that whoever the fuck wins this is going to win the election. No, fuck no. Not Texas. Maybe for your projection, not projection, not for mine. Pennsylvania. Penn motherfucking Sylvania. (laughs) If Biden, I think Biden will win Pennsylvania. And if he does, that's how he will win the fucking election. If he loses Pennsylvania, it's game motherfucking over. Because I think Trump, I I know Trump's going to win Ohio. He's definitely going to fucking win Texas. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Leroy, if you think Biden's going to win Texas. Uh, and uh, and I think Trump will win Wisconsin. I think that will happen as well. Um, so I think it'll be a close election. I do think Biden will pull it out. And an addendum to that, right? I do think that the Democrats will take back the Senate. At the very least, at the very least... I think it'll be a 50-50 split, at the very least, with Democrats taking the executive. Because I think, especially in North Carolina, you could see a similar situation to, what was it, 2012 or 2016, where North Carolina's ballot split, right? Where the presidential vote went to the Republican, but at the time the governor's vote, right, went to the Democrat. In this case, it would be, you know, the Senate, right? Cal Cunningham. Um, So in summary, Austin's official projection... (laughs) Biden to win narrowly, right? It ain't gonna be no damn blowout, and the Democrats to take back the Senate. So read into that what you will, everybody. Who the fuck
2: wants to go next? Okay, cool. I'm calling on T. All right, so I am not going to dispute that prediction, Austin. I'm not going to copy it. I think you're right. I think Biden is going to win, and I, I can see, I can see that happening. So I'd like to explore another scenario, the one. That a bad part of me wants that I've talked about before a lot. Um, And that is, of course, the dreaded double 69. That's right. That's right. A 269 electoral vote tie. That's what I want to talk about for a minute there. Because I can't disagree with your prediction. Biden's going to win. I agree. I think it's going to happen. Can Trump win? Sure. So let's talk about the crazy shit, Right. Now, based on your map, based on your map, okay, let's say, yes, Trump wins Wisconsin and Biden wins Pennsylvania, okay? Let's give, I'll grant you that. I'll also grant you all the states south of Virginia, all right? Now, here's one I know from your map because I saw it. you didn't talk about it. I'm going to say Arizona, which has been a Republican state traditionally, stays with Trump, Okay? And then I'm going to just for fun, but you can manipulate this a couple of ways. Give, give one of the main votes. He's done the math, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> give one of the main votes and one of the Nebraska votes to either or, and you get a 269 split just by a little tweaking of your map. Now, if that happens, if that happens because the U.S. Constitution is Truly a stupid document, a document worth or amazing. Only, a document worth only to be used to wipe your ass. OK, it is such a stupid document. If we find ourselves fucked by the double 69, do you realize what happens? Do you realize what is the next step for the United States government? Right. Goes to Congress. That's probably your first thought. You're right. Yes, it does. No, each congressional delegation votes. They cast a single vote. They vote as a delegation. So, you know, just let your imagination run wild.
1: What's extremely fucked up is that, and I know you're only half bullshitting, honestly. <laughs> What's extremely fucked up is that that could literally happen. Like, and don't get me wrong, I know last election, and I feel like, okay, maybe not the one before that, but I definitely last election, We were fucking around and looking and, oh, 269, it can happen. It literally could happen this time. It really could. And (laughs) if it did, honestly, I think you found the silver lining there at the end. The Constitution, if there was ever a good time to say, wow, we got to shred this fucking thing, that would be it.
2: use it to wipe asses it's not worth it it's a terrible document the constitution can get fucked i swear it's a bad document this proves it we get double 69 if we get double (laughs) 69 we are so fucked
0: literally um because our audience is my, is mainly based in U.S., 269 makes, makes sense to you. But for those of you not in the U.S., what does 269, what does double 269, whatever the fuck, what does that mean? We elect our presence based on the electoral college and not the popular vote, which is absolutely fucking bullshit. When I try mm. to explain to people here in Australia that it's like, you know that meme where like that, that lady's like, there's like math yeah. equations and shit? Oh, yeah. It's that shit. And they don't understand... Why? Like, they think I'm joking when I explain the electoral college to them, but that's how we fucking elect our president. But I don't know if it's because I'm just a naturally, like, pessimistic person. I'm a fucking oh, angry no. motherfucker. Here we go. I I think Trump's going to pull it off. Only oh! Because, he said it. Only listen, listen, listen. Just because, again, just clarification, just remember, transparency, I'm in Australia. So I'm following this on TV. I'm following this on social media, whatever. I'm not on the ground talking to people. I don't see signs. And people here in Australia, they don't know who the fuck Joe Biden is. But everyone knows who Trump is. I've seen people with Make America Great Again hats here. Like, people know who he is. So I can only imagine the popularity that he actually is growing on the floor, on the on the ground over there. And Austin, because you were picking at me, the only reason why I was like kind of mouthing Texas or whatever the fuck <laughs> is because, again... Because I'm only following this on, on, on fucking social media, or on TV or whatever, and news articles, I had read something that, like, Texas is slowly, like, evening out. I don't know how true that is because, you know, polls are all fucking bullshit, but we'll fucking see. And just quickly before, I, before I, I send it back to you, Austin, like, I hope Trump wins Florida. I'm from Florida. I hope fucking <laughs> Trump <laughs> wins Florida, just so all you motherfuckers out there can see that this whole, like, oh, Latinos are going to vote for Democrat. Uh. No, 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 no. The, like, Miami, Latinos in Miami, Pacific, specifically Cuban Americans in fucking Miami, will never vote for Biden. Maybe the younger generations. But they're a pretty consistent voting block, And they're always going to vote for Republican. So Biden, Democratic Party, wasted millions of fucking dollars, all the commercial time, all the fucking stupid ass like pandering fucking little salsa jingles to get their votes that was never going to fucking happened
1: yeah I'm, I'm glad we're in agreement on florida and how much florida sucks ass um but i you know and i do really believe that donald trump if anything has a better chance at north carolina than he does florida i fucking said it but any fucking way like so leroy i'm definitely being a dick uh you are not incorrect. Texas demographics are changing. And I I have seen reports that even the state legislature in Texas is in place, so to speak. That's massive. I think, do I think Texas is going to go, quote unquote, blue this year? Fuck no, I don't. However, what I will say is that this may very well be the last election where Texas goes Republican. I fucking said it. Uh, are you I, sure about that? you I, sure? Look at Arizona. Look at it. Fuck, fuck Arizona. Fuck Texas. Look at Virginia. We've seen it here, T. You and I, with our own eyes. Did the Democratic Party actually work or do anything to get their <laughs> trifecta? Fuck no. How did it happen? Demographics. As soon as Obama won the state in 2008, it has not looked back since, right? As soon as demographics just became insurmountable for the Democrats to shoot themselves in the foot, right? They, they Now they win every fucking election.
2: You're talking about the increasing uh, urban populations in. in- most in Northern Virginia and in the Southeast, correct? Yeah. In the con- in
1: context of Virginia. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, So, yes, Leroy, you're definitely right that in a sense Texas is in play. Ain't going fucking Democrat this year, but any fucking way. Let the record show, people. Unlike our previous predictions, you heard three different predictions. <laughs> so we're going to have a real good case study of who the fuck knows what they're talking about oh, on Tuesday? Stop. Hold oh, on. you hear that? The reservations are coming in. Somebody no. wants to revise their prediction.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not revising <laughs> shit, motherfucker. You can get, yeah, hey, hey, Austin. Austin, you can get fucked. Oh, you can get fucked too. I'm not revising shit. What I'm saying here, though, is that I'm hoping. For a double 69, oh, friend. Bullshit. I'm hoping for it.
1: Well, then if it's double 69, don't you dare come on this podcast saying, I fucking called it, whatever the fuck. You were hoping for it. You can only, are you locking it in?
2: My yeah, guess. I'm locking it in because it's hilarious.
1: So then I'm locking in Biden win. You're locking in a tie, bold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I've seen anybody else call that. <laughs> <laughs> and Leroy is locking in the Trump win so yeah. you heard it here people you heard it here before we go on to puerto rico or bullshit about this anymore i'm biden this motherfucker over here is Ty and Lever D-
2: double 69 i prefer <laughs> prefer i prefer its true title Jeez, a double, double 69. Six, Jesus <laughs> christ um
1: <laughs> any fucking way there we go people so you you will will will, will revisit this on next week's podcast i imagine Maybe if it's over by
0: then, um, but yeah, who the, who the who the fuck knows? This is gonna drag on to fucking forever. But one thing that we didn't mention as well is that there's already been like, you know, voter like intimidation and shit. Like, there's a um story In that Virginia, came out ye- too. Yeah, that came out yesterday that like a, like a whole fleet of like Trump supporters basically Jeez. ran a Biden bus off the fucking like road
2: and shit. And like, on the yeah, of- no, no, not not just a Biden bus. It was Joe Biden's bus. Yeah, what the exactly.
1: Fuck? I didn't see that. Holy shit! You didn't
2: see that? Yeah, literally. Like, I they
1: surrounded
0: him. Know. They like forced him off the road. Yeah, they had to cancel the rally because of that. Oh um my and, God. and was it was it oh, in that. Virginia or North Carolina that there was a whole march of like Black Lives Matter activists, or whatever, marching together to a polling booth, and like the sheriff just pepper sprayed everybody and shit? Like it was wild. I think that
2: was Carolina. oh North Carolina. I saw that too it was North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina.
0: All right. Well, there we go. Anyway, moving on. Puerto Rico. Election on the same day, who the fuck knows is gonna happen? There's also the big referendum that which is what what, what mostly important to us. Um, so what are we thinking in regards to that?
1: Here's the thing I went first last time, so I'm not going first this time. But what I will say is that these elections, both in Puerto Rico and in the United States, I have to say these are the uh, most personally invested that I have ever been in elections in my entire life. What the fuck do I mean by that, right? What I mean by that is, I, you know, I've literally done work on the no campaign in Puerto Rico, right? I'm going to I'm going to be watching those results with fucking bated breath, right? Thinking, oh, fuck, man, all the good people I know who have poured their heart and soul into this. Fuck, man. I don't want them to be devastated on Tuesday. Right. Jesus Christ. And not just that here in Virginia, in Richmond, one of our our number one boys is running for city council in Richmond. Hell yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Joseph Rogers. If he wins his election. Bro, I'll be crying. I'll be blubbering like a baby on this podcast next week. I'm not even fucking around. Like, I... Oh, these elections, man. Once again, like I said, I can't wait to to be done with them. But fuck, I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't going to be super invested on Tuesday. Fucking having 30 tabs open with a fucking fuckload of different precinct (laughs) results. And it's going to be obscene. Anyway, who the fuck wants to go first? I'm not going. Let's do reverse order. Sorry, Leroy. All right, I'll go first then. Um, I think, and I th- and if you listen to the panel that Austin was on, like
0: Hustle, I think it was that um said it best that oh, yeah he doesn't know if like the no vote will get the most votes, but in saying that statehood is going to lose, right? Because one of the mm. things that the BMP, this pro statehood party, hangs their hat on is oh, in two thousand twelve, statehood got sixty one percent of the vote. In the last referendum, ninety seven percent of the vote the numbers this year are not going to come anywhere near that so the votes are going to drop there's going to be less support for it but we'll actually we'll have to wait and see what actually what actually happens my prediction is that it'll lose it'll be close but remember oh. this is this is a consolidation oh, wow. this is a consolidation of people who are pro independent pro status quo pro i don't give a fuck against pro statehood you know what i mean so it'll be interesting to see but i think narrowly no is going to win and that's what i hope yeah. In terms of uh, the, who's going to be governor, I think it's still going to be one of the major two parties, and I think it's going to be Charlie Delgado just because people are. are hate... going yeah. I mean... to him... win? I think it's because it's either going to be him. or... unfortunately, I think between no. him and Pierluisi, enough people are are are, are what's it called are um, disenfranchised with the PMP. That they'll either vote for PPD or NVC, and I don't think NVC will actually win. So I think in the long run, I think PPD. So the, the Popular Democratic Party, who are the pro state the pro status quo people, I think they'll pull it out. But I think it's going to be strong showing by the PIP, so the Independence Party, and Juan Dalmao, and a strong showing with the NVC. And I think the NVC and the PIP will show bigger, um, have a bigger, better showing at the region at the local level than they will at the governor level, which I think is more important to have that support in the legislature. I don't know,
1: T. What do you reckon? Before you move on, will Manuel Natal be the mayor of San Juan? Talk about local elections. You think he will? You think he'll win? Yeah, think you so. think we will have one degree of separation with the mayor of San Juan? <laughs> I said it. That yeah. <laughs> don't mean who just have to come to the show and like yeah, announce <laughs> <mean, who laughs> announce his victory on our show. Oh Jesus! Anyway,
2: okay. So in, here's the thing. I don't disagree with what a lot uh, with a lot of what you said, Leroy. I also agree that uh Delgado will be the governor. Jesus. That it seems it seems to be that's what the, the the direction the wind seems to be blowing is Delgado of the Popular Democrats, the status quo party will win. However, since I can't dis- I dispute that Leroy, I'm going to ask you Austin is I'm your prediction is your prediction in any case different? Because if it is, if it's the same, if you agree with Leroy, if there's consensus here, I think it's more interesting to tease out the implications of a defeated statehood vote or Manuel Natal winning in San Juan, and you know, this is really the entrance of the MBC as a political force, at least at the local level.
1: So hold up, before I go. What was your referendum
2: prediction? Did you give it up? Sorry. Okay. I'll give a straight referendum prediction. I think statehood. I, gosh, I really don't know. I think it's going to be narrowly. I'm going to call it a no vote, but it's going to be very, very close. Yep.
1: Okay. Then here are my predictions. Um, Leroy, this is where I will sit in the pessimist chair, right? I think Pierre Luisi's is going to get elected governor. I still think that.
2: Oh, Pierre Luisi get fucked. Yeah.
1: I think you're Leroy. On the podcast. I think Leroy. You make a very good argument for why Charlie might win, and Charlie's been polling well, right? That's a thing that's been happening, right? You know, people who are, yeah, they, you know, they want change and they're just so, you're satisfied with the parties, but you know, the dissatisfaction with the PNP is strong enough to put the PPD mm-hmm. over. I think that's very sound logic, but I'm still going with Pierre Luisi. In part because of, you know, things, you know, the MVC and the PIP getting votes like it's it's I mean, it's just inconceivable of me to think that the MVC and PIP aren't taking the majority of their votes from the PPD. But we'll see what the fuck happens. And I'm going to be doubly pessimistic here in saying that I still think the yes vote is going to win. I still think they're going to win. I think it'll be tight. Right. If anything, the opposite kind of what you said, T. I think it'll be tight. Um. But I think the yes vote, I, I think it'll win. But here's the thing, like, uh, kind of delving deep and in, into some of the implications here with, with that. Like, if the yes vote were to win, like, <laughs> I hate to break it to the statehooders, right? But to me, that's merely just another, that's just more kicking of the can down the road, dude. Because you know what's going to happen? You hate to break it it's- to them? Yeah, I do. I do. I I, I do, Leroy. Um, but it's like bro, it's like you were saying, Leroy, right? It's uh 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 this it, the PNP has been saying, oh, we got 60% in 2012, oh 90, whatever the fuck in 2017. If it's this tight and it's like fucking like 52%, if that, right? It's just going to rehash debates on, oh, well, the vote was... like I can already predict it now. Say there's a Biden administration and everything. It's going to be, oh, well, you know, the vote was really close. It wasn't really binding. Oh, well, we actually need another one and blah, blah, blah. It's just this is not a self... As I said on the panel today, right? This just is not a self-determination process. A statehood yes or no vote. It's just not, right? If you're a statehooder, if you passionately believe in statehood... I'd be just as pissed about this vote as literally everybody else is. Because it's a sham. It's a farce, right? It will lead to absolutely nothing. Um, and here's where I will be triply pessimistic. Bro. I don't I don't think Min gonna win, man. I think he's got a fucking good chance. I do. I don't rule it out. But dude, fuck the odds that they're all up against. It's 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 too much in my opinion.
2: So with this referendum, we'll see you in what two or three years for the next referendum vote. Exactly. Exactly. I'm talking
1: about two or three next year.
2: The inevitable, (laughs) the inevitable next referendum vote, because this process has always been a joke and will always be a joke. It's impossible. It if it hasn't happened now, it's never gonna happen. There the fact is there just needs to be a complete change in the political process in puerto rico what mvc is proposing is is the is the only is the first new idea on the island honestly in 60 years it's the first new idea
1: sorry real quick like Do I agree with NBC on everything? No, I do wish they had a full throated position in favor of independence. However, I still respect their, what I perceive to be, an actual honest attempt to resolve the status, right? Can we actually talk about this and not just do bullshit ass political tricks, right? To actually have a conversation, I think, uh, is crucial here. Yeah, just quickly, if you need one reason
0: for Puerto Rico not to become a state, if they became a state, double 69 would be impossible. But (laughs) moving on. (laughs) Holy (laughs) shit. Wow. Because, you know, twelve votes would be all over the place, or whatever, so if you need one reason,
2: there it is. I didn't need more motivation to be <laughs> you know against Puerto Rican statehood to be in favor of a free independent socialist Puerto Rico, no one hundred percent one hundred percent um but yeah like 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 you say like
0: this is at least the first honest attempt to change the status right to actually make something meaningful, make a meaningful decision. Otherwise, we're just going to be stuck in this sort of carrot stick, this sort of wagon wheel is rotating, going absolutely nowhere, just spinning our wheels.
2: It's the first new idea. MVC, uh-huh. it's the first new idea. It just is. This, it would, it, it's, it, the, it's this, it's rejecting the same old politics. Again, because at the next referendum, because that's inevitable, the next referendum in three years, we're going to have the same argument and then it's going to happen again. And again, and again, and there is literally no way this will ever resolve without independence. Independence is inevitable. I'm calling it right now. Puerto Rico will never, ever be a state. It will be an independent country. Whether it happens tomorrow, next week, 100 years, it's inevitable. And that's because the process is fundamentally broken and flawed and designed to keep Puerto Rico As a colony of the United States,
0: Um, just because I really enjoyed the panel that Austin was on, just gonna quote a bit more from that. Man, no, absolutely. One of the big things. I'll get to that. Just hold. Hold your fucking horses, man. I'll get to that. You know what I mean? One of the important things for me that you guys talked about was that it, this needs to be tied to education, political education, right? Because what we're seeing is again like T like you said, every so often, every few years there's always a referendum, but that isn't linked to any political education. Basically right. you, it's just, okay, we're going to have the vote based on the other propaganda that we've been feeding you for the last 122 years. What do you think we should be? Of course, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I'd be a state because that's all they've been fucking hearing from a colonial education system. You know what I mean? We need to undo that. And even if statehood wins an election, at least let it be from an informed place. You know what I mean? Let it be from an informed place and not just like our conservative grandmas and moms or whatever who, you know, oh, I've been PMP my entire life. So I'm going to keep voting PMP. And to get to your quote, Austin, I think you said it perfectly for everyone out there who's like, oh, yeah, I think, you know, Puerto Rico should become a state for this and blah, 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 blah. It's because that comes from a place of not seeing us as a nation. Puerto Ricans we're a fucking nation, just like you have indigenous groups who are nations. African-Americans are a nation within a nation. And like you said, like we don't look at. Mexico with their issues and immigration issues, whatever. We don't look to them and say, you know what? We're going to make Mexico a state. And look, we fix your issues because they're seen as a nation. They're seen as a fucking country. And we're not seen as as that. And I think someone mentioned on the panel as well, the conversation about statehood and everything that's coming from North America, from the United States, from whether it's pro-independence or pro-statehood, like white people is in relation to how they see the United States and this idea of American exceptionalism. It's about making them feel good.
1: Absolutely. I would love to see a leftist in the United States actually try and make the argument that, well, no, actually, what Ireland needs to do is not try and get Northern Ireland to unify. What Ireland should do is rejoin the United Kingdom. Ireland should rejoin the United Kingdom and reap the economic benefits. What leftists would ever say something so preposterous? (laughs) Literally nobody. And why? It's like you said, Leroy, because they conceptualize Ireland as a nation. They conceptualize Scotland as a nation. They do not conceptualize Puerto Rico as a nation, right? And that's the issue, right? That is, to me, the the biggest issue when people view Puerto Rico within the concept of the United States, right? Uh, You know, you talk about the Mexico example, right? Fuck it all the 31 mexican states. You all get two senators now, right? Yeah. Immigration's fixed, right? We're good, right? But no, nobody would actually say that
2: because that's fucking
1: preposterous.
2: Well, no, that would be the the final conclusion of the oh, American wow. the American yeah. <laughs> The <laughs> American Ameri- of Manifest Destiny of the American Empire, and that is the slogan statehood for Afghanistan. Oh. And so Jesus that would be the final summation. You have stumbled upon the, the final end of the American Imperial Project. It is a nightmare vision. It is a, 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 a truly a, a horror story fit for Halloween. Thank you for that nightmare. Here's the thing. You fuck around and
1: say statehood for Afghanistan. But honestly, if statehood's good enough for Puerto Rico, why isn't it good enough for Afghanistan? Somebody yeah. enlighten me, right? It's basically a fucking uh, territory of the United States already, right? Fuck the Afghan people and their right to self determination. Obviously, becoming a state is good, right? Why would they fuck? Would they oppose that?
0: Yeah, if we're gonna keep going, why don't we just add enough states so we get a triple sixty nine, <laughs> and then quadruple yes.
2: sixty nine? You know what I mean, <laughs> like, fuck, dude, triple quadruple sixty nines. <laughs> like we're entering into like, oh my god, just 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 madness. Okay, you motherfuckers.
1: We are literally over on time, and I don't even think we've even properly analyzed Puerto Rico results. Question for everybody before we go off: How do MVC and PIP do? Right? I think that's another major question to be answered. Right? Like you both predicted Charlie to win, so I presume you don't predict the MVC to do very well, because to me that's what that would imply. Um. So what the fuck? What? I, I guess we'll go back to you, Leroy.
0: I think it's going to be narrow margins. I think it'll be like Charlie O'Gala, 33%, Pierluisi like 31%, like that shit. Like no one's going to have a, man- there's not going to be a mandate to bring it back to like the Bolivia results. No one's going to have a fucking mandate. It's going to be all over the place. But I think that NVC, PIP are going to take enough, not even, not necessarily PIP, but the NVC is going to take enough votes away from the more, I guess, um, centrist that say PNP voters to affect Pierluisi. That's what I reckon. I don't think it's going to be like a blowout or anything. I think it's going to be marginal, but I think Charlie Delgado is going to take it away. Still a fucking garbage human being, still a homophobe, still a fan of conversion therapy, still a terrible fucking human being. But I think on the whole, I think the PPD is going to win.
2: I mean, I I don't disagree with that, of course. I think that, um, of course, you know, Charlie Delgado get fucked. That's... Has to be said over and over and over again. Nice. But uh, I don't think that. Uh... You mentioned it before, Austin, of like you were implying that there was going to be a, essentially a split from everything from the center to the left wing position, right? Which is why Pierluisi would win. Is that you, what you implied earlier? I think. So I think something that. You, What I would argue kind of against that is that what Leroy just said is that the moderate voters like rank and file moderate voters of the statehooders going over to the popular Democrats, if only because they are just they they only believe in the system, but they are just disgusted with the statehood party, which, as we are so fond of saying, is a criminal organization and a fraud and a movement of charlatans and fakes and liars um, I think that that is what delivers the vote to Delgado. If the, the real test is, this is, the, here's the question. For MVC, it's the test. This is your first electoral test. Let's see how you do, okay? We don't know what the implications are going to be because it's their first big one. For the Independence Party, if, now, if there was ever a time in the entire recent history of Puerto Rican politics for them to really advance their position, like I'm talking like really actually advance, more than just a 5% vote, you know? Really advance. Going to where, you know, because Lugaro, when she ran as an independent last time, got what, 15% of the vote? About 15%, you know, anywhere, about 15% on a good estimate. I want to see the PIP get that. If they don't, the PIP has to ask themselves some truly fundamental questions about where they go from there and especially depending on how the referendum goes.
1: Absolutely. Now here's the thing, a lot of things to to that. And I know we're way over time, so we'll, we'll try and wrap up here in a moment. But I, once again, I think it's, you both make a very sound argument for why Charlie could win. He's not going to though. It's going to be Pierre Louisa. You'll see people. Um, I hate to, I, that I do hate to break it to you. Jesus. Um, but yeah, I do think Pierre Louise is going to win because I do believe that, you know, whereas, you know, I hear you, Leroy, that some, you know, centrist PNP votes might go to MVC. And I hear you, T, that some disaffected PNP voters might just vote PPD as like a rebuke to the system sort of thing. And I think that'll definitely be a factor on both ends. I still think like you've got a whole new political party that was at least – designed to be carved out of the PPD. That was kind of the point, right? Or at least to a certain extent, Manuel Natal was a PPD legislator, right? Their whole game, the only way NBC has any success is by crippling the PPD, right? I think Charlie winning the governorship outright is a disaster for the NBC, personally, in my opinion. Um, Because what the NBC has to be banking on is, once again, Pierre Luisi winning, and then more and more disaffected PPD voters saying, you know what, this is a fucking dead-end party, right? But if Charlie wins, I, you know, I, I don't know if that'll happen. Um, I, think, I think when it comes to, you know, the PIP, oh man, let's put this into perspective, right? The last four elections, the last four governor elections, they've not even broken 3%.
2: Exactly, yeah. they have to ask he, themselves, bro,
1: but this is what I'm saying. They're polling above ten percent to me,
2: yeah,
1: that's remarkable, man. I, if e- even if Dow Mao only gets ten percent, that's the best it, I'm pretty sure that's the best electoral result in the entire history of the PIP. Uh, don't quote me, but if it's if it's not, it's certainly close to it. um, that's fucking remarkable. That is fucking remarkable. um, and I think. I think it could happen. I think also going back to the NBC, you know, you mentioned Lugaro and how she won about, uh, you know, a little under 15% of the vote last time. I think that's, you know, for the MVC, they've got to be looking at this as if they get anything below 15%, this was a yeah. failure, right? This yeah. was a failure for them. And it's funny, Renee from Kayatrese, uh, what did he tweet like two days ago? Lugaro and Dalmao, one of you needs to drop out and endorse the other. You've got to come together, right? And it's God, damn- like here's the thing. Obviously, politics is not always as simple as oh, the two polling averages combined, and now they win, right? But fuck, man, when you look at okay, it's gonna be tight. Well, okay, miles polling. Well, okay, Lugar polling, not too bad. Fuck, if they literally came together. Oh, and here's why I'll be. Mm. And here's why it'll never happen, though. Here's why it's not going to happen, right? Because the PIP. All credit to them; they will not leave the position of full independence. They—that's literally the whole point of the party, right? All yeah. credit to them. So they will not just fold into the MBC coalition, like uh, like other parties, um, like like the Workers Party did, right? Um, but it's there's so many different dynamics at play going into this uh, election, and if another thing that I think the MBC has to consider a failure if the PIP beats them. Which might happen. Which fuck? Like, here's the thing. I love NBC. I got a lot of good friends in the NBC. I hope the NBC successful. But fuck, man, if Dal Mao is beats Lugaro, you already know I'm gonna be fucking celebrating, even if he fucking loses the election.
0: Yeah, I'll just wrap it up a little bit here. Um, just going back a little bit. I, I'm. I, I hate the concept of moral victories. You know what I mean? But the <laughs> whole meme.
2: <laughs> yeah. The whole,
0: But the whole meme against the Independence Party is, oh, yeah. they can't break three percent. Oh, blah blah blah. blah. If the PIP, the independent Party gets ten percent, that'll shatter that whole narrative yeah. that they they don't have they don't have support because they fucking have support. I don't think the PIP will beat MVC. I think the MVC is fairly strong. I don't know if they're as strong as they should be, like you said, because I still think the PPD is going to win, and I don't necessarily think that that's going to be a. Uh, I don't think they're going to be finished necessarily. if The PPD still wins the governorship. But we'll see, and 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 in on the topic of like one of them dropping on supporting the other, Lugaro already came out that if she wins, yeah. she's going to appoint Dalmau as Secretary oh, of State, fuck, which man. which in Puerto Rico was effectively lieutenant governor, right? So if oh, Lugaro God. gets God. something happens, Dalmau will be, pr- you know what I mean? So they're so, almost running on a ticket like that, but they're still running against each like
2: other. A ca- a cabinet of heroes. <laughs> yes, yeah, oh, ab- absolutely, yeah. absolutely
0: but I guess we'll see what happens, but to recap everything, fuck the fucking fascists in Bolivia. Nice. Fucking yeah, shout out to all the, all the homies out in Chile doing, doing the thing. And don't forget your indigenous Af- Afro Chilean people at, when you're doing your constitution, fuck the U S in general, I guess.
1: And yeah, fair. no statehood yeah. for Puerto Rico. They
2: U- get fucked. Yeah, true. Yeah,
1: and absolutely. And people, we all gave various predictions here. Let's just keep tabs, right? Let's see who was right. You know, let's see who's <laughs> wrong. It's not that it'll mean anything. You know, we all have off days. Right, guys? You know, but uh, some of us don't.
2: Uh, some of us. <laughs> uh... Austin get fucked. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. And it's also, it- real, sorry, real quick. Uh, the panel that you referenced earlier, Leroy, there yeah. is a recording of it. I don't know if we put it on our podcast Twitter, but I, I one of us can do it afterwards as well.
2: I would love to check it out, people. It's really good. And listen to my appearance on Midwest Socialist. Yeah, easy. Now I've
0: definitely um shared both of those things from the account, oh, nice. but um we'll, we'll link we'll link it to Love this you. again just so everyone's across, everyone's across it. Um, but yeah, so keep those things in mind. Shout out to all our patrons. Shout out to new patron um Roy. I hear you're a good homie, so shout oh, out boy. to you, man. And if who so, I'm thinking of like this guy follows us on fucking Instagram, Twitter, fucking TikTok and shit. So super. Yeah, fan. Roy kick, Roy kicks ass. Yeah. Work But yeah, so follow us on all those platforms Um, Stay safe ahead of the election Because again, we're not going to be doing one of these Until after the election So everyone be safe if you're going out voting Um, uh, Have I missed anything? No, so keep everything in mind If you support what we do going back Definitely consider uh, Showing some love, some solidarity on our patrons So we can get some of these projects rolling We just had some technical difficulties Just before this So maybe that can help us get in a better technical place um the only thing that will solve that is just to be in the same place but like obviously that can't happen because we live on opposite sides of the planet but other than that um yeah thanks for tuning in follow us on everything love you guys for listening to us if you have any suggestions for stories or anything definitely hit us out um but yeah
1: hasta la victoria cheers
2: take care y'all